Good morning. You're listening to Morning Musings on Divine Mercy Radio with Matthew Hogan. And now, here's Matthew. This is part two of the Eucharist and Adoration with Father Nick. That's why we have, like, adoration, because it helps bring people closer to God in that way, right? Yeah, absolutely. The idea of just being able to sit with the true presence of the Lord, it's just like you said, it's something that's very beautiful um, and and something that's just totally uh, fulfilling, something that's totally life-giving. Once again, why, why wouldn't somebody want that? So how have you seen some of the fruits, potentially, of adoration in your parish? At our parish, we are very fortunate to have the Perpetual Adoration Chapel. It really is a haze-wide, a city-wide Perpetual Adoration Chapel, mm-hmm. I mean, even though it's located at our, at our parish. And I think that, in a sense, the entire community of Hayes can say that it has just brought a lot of, a lot of good fruit in people just being more devoted to their faith in, in general, making the faith more of a central part of their lives. I can't speak about the specifics of every of every person of every family, but in general, that's just what it does. Is it, it keeps the mind focused on Christ throughout the daily life, meaning that the faith is no longer just a, a Sunday thing, but it it truly is something that permeates the entirety of of one's life. Would you encourage other parishes that don't yet have perpetual adoration or haven't even gotten into doing adoration hours at all to do it more often? And if so, why? Well, I, I really would for a number of reasons. First of all, I should preface this by saying it really is up to the discernment of every parish. In our diocese, we have a lot of small parishes Yeah. that, just to be honest, not everyone could do perpetual adoration. Although I, I do believe that uh, the vast majority of our parishes could do at least some form of adoration. And whatever that form is, I would really encourage the, the parishes to discern what that is. But when you think about it, when we're looking at the Eucharistic revival, we're wanting people to be brought back to the truth of the Eucharist and what it is. I think a large part of this, a very large part of this, has to be the responsibility of the laity. A lot of people are looking at the priests and saying, well, the priests need to preach on this, or the priests need to make another video online, or write another book, or have another study. I think that if we're honest, though, as priests, we've been doing this for decades, if not centuries, mm-hmm. you know, and um, we preach on the true presence of the Eucharist over and over and over again and the importance of people to be there. And a lot of priests are kind of racking their brains saying, OK, what more can I do? But the real question needs to be, what more can the laity do? Because I'm not in conversation on a daily basis with people who are not involved in the faith. Mm-hmm. The laity are. I'm not interacting with people of other religions on a, a very frequent occasion. The laity are. It's not the person who isn't going to Mass who's coming into my office looking for some sort of a conversation or, or to get involved in some way. So it's the laity who are mostly involved with those who we need to bring back. Yeah. And so with that, we need to give the laity some sort of way in which they can grow in their devotion to the Eucharist if we want them to bring Christ 
to the world as well. So having the, the time of adoration can really, I think, enhance the lady's devotion to the Eucharist, help them grow in that relationship with Christ, and by igniting and fueling that fire in them, that can help them then to bring that to the world. Yeah. So I would say that's, a, that's one of the big benefits of it. The other benefit, though, I would say, I'm going to tie it to vocations to the priesthood and religious life. If you look at stories of clergy and religious, I want to say, let's say, 40, 50 years ago, one of the most common threads that you will hear in their stories right away is their relationship with another priest. And that's a a great and wonderful thing. But if you look at the stories today, the stories of priests who have been ordained in the past, I'm going to say 10 to 15 years, Mm -hmm. and the seminarians who are going to the seminary today, I think they can all point to a priest who influenced them in one way or another. But it's usually not the most immediate thing that's said, and it's not always a common thread in all the stories. But what we are finding as what is a common thread in vocation stories among priests and religious is basically two things. One is a devotion to the Blessed Mother, especially in regards to the Eucharist, in regards to the Rosary, and two is devotion to Christ in the Eucharist, especially with not just Sunday Mass, but with daily Mass and adoration. Yeah. And you'll find that in a lot of stories where someone was praying the rosary and they just had this pull to the religious life. Or they were in adoration and something happened in adoration that really confirmed their vocation. And it's the experiences with the Blessed Mother and Christ in the Eucharist that really solidified that call for them. If we want to see more vocations to the priest in religious life, we have to be offering these opportunities. Well, based on personal experience, to go back to your laity, people I know and who I've met either like doing totus tuus or prayer in action, or while I'm at school at Ave Maria University, like where you're blessed to have these daily mass and adoration, and you are even at Catholic campus centers like here in the Camo Catholic Campus Center here in Hayes, a lot of the people I'll talk to are have these stories of that encounter with the Eucharist and with Mary, like you were talking about. So it's not mm-hmm. even exclusive to just priests and religious, I don't think. I think it's something that's happening to the laity, which is one of the reasons why the Eucharistic revival, I think, does have quite a bit of hope of success, is that there are a lot of people out there who have these stories and who have these experiences. And I I will say this, there's nothing so kind of beautiful in a way as when you're at, like, back where I go to school at Ave, where it's three in the morning, you stop by the Adoration Chapel, and you're like, there'll probably just be one old lady there. No, there's like 15, 16 <laughs> people there, and it's packed to the brim, and you're like, I'm not even supposed to be up at this hour, but I decided to come pray for a minute anyway, and other people did too, and it's just beautiful. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's a really good point, too, that you bring up, that, yeah, that's sort of the center point of where clergy and religious are inspired, but also it is affecting the laity. Just this last weekend, I hope I'm not embarrassing too many people by this story. (laughs) There was a wedding that happened at at our parish. I wasn't the celebrant of it. Mm -hmm. But at the rehearsal, the couple requested that an hour before the rehearsal, that they offered an hour of adoration with confessions. Wow. The bridal party was at mass the next weekend on, on Sunday morning as well. But it was it was powerful. It, it was beautiful and it was powerful 
that they had that dedication. And the celebration of the, the wedding, I wasn't the celebrant of it, but people just found it to be very, very, once again, beautiful and powerful. And it's a great couple. When you have the Eucharist as the center of your life, mm-hmm. it just makes everything a lot more fulfilling. It really gives you that, that consolation that you truly are following the ways of God. Yeah, because, I mean, even just sacraments, generally speaking, is they're, they're designed to bring us closer to God. And so when you actually respect it and believe and have faith that that's what it's actually going to do, then God's like, yeah, I'm going to be there for you physically mm-hmm. in this case. <laughs> yeah, in, in all ways, really. Thank you for listening to part two of the Eucharist and Adoration with Father Nick Parker. We will now return to the Sunrise Morning Show.